Hi, this is Brittany, Assistant Fresh Pack Manager here at Harmon's Distribution Center, and you are listening to Taste of Harmon's. All right, uh, welcome to another episode of Taste of Harmon's. I am Brandon, and with me as always is the amazing... Chef Leslie. Amazing. Yes. Wow. Yes. You added something. That's nice. <laughs> Did Thanks. I? Okay. Yeah. Um, so as you can hear by the audio quality, not that we were always great to begin with, but it's noticeably different because we are in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. We are all doing shelter in place, work from home. So that is the reason why for this. And we have a guest with us and it is, our one of our Harmon's dietitians, Sarah Keel. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks. I'm glad to, I guess I'm not there, but I'm glad to be on the podcast. Isn't she also our wellness champion? Yes. I have the coolest job title at Harmon's. Okay. Tell us what it is officially. Wellness champion is my job title. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. See? <laughs> I knew that was what, does that, what does that entail? What does that mean to non-Harmon's associates? Sure. So my main job is to um, ensure that our people are happy and healthy. So I do a lot with nutrition, but I also do a lot to help them with mental health and with um, anxiety and just happiness in general. So my job is to make sure our people are happy and healthy. And then our other dietitians, while they do focus on our associates, they also focus on the customer. But um, I primarily focus on our people. In general, like, so outside of a pandemic, what types of things are you encouraging our associates to do in order to maintain healthy lifestyles? Sure. Um, so I tend to focus because I'm a dietitian on more of the physical aspects of well-being. That's just what I know. Um, so I focus a lot on um, healthy eating, on moving your body. Um, but we also talk a lot about mental health. So, um, and financial health, we just have kind of try to have a holistic view of health at Harmon's, but because I'm a dietitian, I do tend to focus a little bit more on physical health. As you know, unless you're living under a rock or, you know, not going outside, huh? no, um, we are, <laughs> as I said earlier, we are shelter in place. We're dealing with COVID-19 and, I don't know about any of you or any of our listeners, but this really has been a drag on me. Um, I can see certain people dealing with it far worse than, than I'm dealing with and, you know, vice versa. Uh, so how are you guys holding up first and foremost? Um, I'm doing pretty well. I think... Um, because we work in an industry that is considered essential right now, it's good to feel helpful. Um, so that's, that's a good thing for me. How do you guys feel about that? I felt really good the first week that I was working in the grocery stores because it seemed like everyone was panic buying and it was an all hands on deck situation, even though in hindsight, I probably... I don't know. I, I guess it could have been a little safer. I don't know. Like the mask wearing hadn't been a thing yet. And so it was just a matter of trying to get people to get their groceries in the quickest way possible. Now that things mm -hmm. have calmed down a lot. And what are we even on? Week three 
like I really have a hard time knowing what day it is. It's it's blurred. I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, so I I completely agree with you. Like feeling like you can contribute in some way is really helpful to my mental well being. But um, it's also hard because I have a family of four and one is retired. So there are days when I'll kind of nudge him a little bit like you kind of just been hanging around on the couch lately. You know, maybe you could take a shower or go work in the garage or do something. And, you know, he doesn't take it personally. He just knows like, oh, I acknowledge that I've probably been kind of lazy and lethargic and maybe just a little depressed, which I think is huge right now. Definitely. For sure. Um, one of the biggest things, one is acknowledging, um, you know, after the first week or so, it was like kind of recognizing that you're sort of falling into that, at least for me, you know, falling into this, you know, depressive pattern. And it's like, oh, and then it's figuring out ways to trigger yourself to snap out of that. Um, which we'll get into a little bit, I'm sure. Um, but one of the, like my wife and I were talking about this the other day, like the biggest problem with all of this, like we can handle it just fine, her and I and the family, but we don't have an end date to this and it just makes it feel worse. Or it's like, I just wish that we knew that say on June 1st or May 15th or, you know, doesn't matter a date or how far it's like, this will end on this time. So you only have to last that long, but now we're yeah, it's like, the uncertainty. Yeah. It's like how much longer we have to deal with this and yeah. it just adds so much more weight to the whole situation. Yeah. When you, when you listen to the news, I think you can go, go down that rabbit hole and it can be extremely bad or you can learn to kind of curtail yourself to only looking at the news X amount of times a day, get, what you need out of it and then just move forward, you know? Yeah. It's easy to get bogged down for sure. Yeah. That was actually something I, I found, um, the first week or so of kind of the self quarantine, which, um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to work from home. Some, I do still work in the store occasionally, but, um, I'm lucky to work from home, but the first week or so I found myself just on, checking the news constantly. Um, but I've found that it's definitely better for me to check it and then be done. Yeah. All right. So, you know, Leslie alluded to it with, uh, with her husband just sitting on the couch. I find myself doing that a lot and neat. I need to get exercise. I'm noticing that in my kids, they're just doing a lot of screen time because there's not a whole lot of options for them. Plus, you know, truth be told around here the weather hasn't been all that great to go out and enjoy the outdoors all that often we've had a lot of cold and rainy days lately um so what are some things in the home that uh that we can do to stimulate ourselves mentally and physically i do want to talk about some things that we can do indoors but before i do that i kind of want to mention the thing that has been helping me the most, which is getting outside. And we've had some nice weather days. We had some crummy weather days. So um, I am not always super motivated to go outside when it's crummy. But if you can just bundle up, I've never regretted getting outside, even if it's not the best weather. So 
um, bundling up, getting those rain jackets out is helpful. And um, the trails, we're fortunate enough in Utah to have trails. Um, and they're just beautiful right now. The plants are changing, the seasons are changing. It's kind of a cool time to get outside. Um, obviously using appropriate social distancing on the trails is important, but um, right now we do have those available to us. Um, but as far as doing things indoors, uh, my gym is offering yoga classes online um, and that's been really cool. Doing yoga via Zoom is like the weirdest thing ever, but it's just nice to see that familiar face and to participate in a class like that. Um, and a lot of gyms are doing online classes totally free right now. Mm -hmm. um, I also really like, there's a yoga app called Down Dog. And I think that's a good one to use too. You can kind of get in there and tailor it to your skill level and how long you want to practice and all sorts of things. So I, I really like that app. I've never seen more people out and about in my life um, walking their animals, um, an entire family on bicycles. Um, you know, I, I used to always see the women with the strollers and friends jogging, you know, things like that, and the occasional dog walker. But I, I like throngs of people, social distancing. But still, it's it's really nice to see that the spring has finally sprung. And so I'm trying to get my dogs out more Um just to even take a 15 minute or, and Sarah's right, it makes such a difference. You just, it kind of just clears the cobwebs mentally, you know, that cabin fever that you don't know you're having. And then all of a sudden you have this breath of fresh air and you're looking at the gorgeous mountains and you're like, wow, okay, 15 minutes, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I never really, um, I live in a really walkable neighborhood, but I honestly didn't really walk around my neighborhood very often, but now I've gotten into this routine where in the evenings I just walk around and see my neighbors and, you know, can talk to them from a, an appropriate distance, but it just is a good way to feel connected to your community too. Okay. As far as like indoors is concerned, um, it was really funny. It seems like the very first thing that everybody did once they were in self-quarantine was like puzzles. We're going to do puzzles. Everybody <laughs> break out your puzzles, you know, or your board games or things like that, especially if you had kids. So what did you do the first week? Um, let's see. In the first week, I basically did no exercise. That was a thing. Um, I really leaned into panic baking brownies. Um, and I did get out a puzzle. So I don't know that that was the best way to handle it. But since then, I've gotten into a little bit more of a routine that feels, that makes me feel better. Um, what does that look like? Well, like I said, the evening walks is just kind of a cool thing that we've started doing. I've definitely been eating better um, just because it makes me feel better. It's already kind of a weird thing to be sort of stuck in your house. It can make you feel lethargic and to eat you know, foods that aren't necessarily energizing on top of that certainly wasn't helping me. Um, so I've been eating better. I've been exercising. I've been trying to, I love to mountain bike. Um, so I've been trying to find times when the trails are less busy. So that's been my, my project this week is to go at different times of day to find out when it's less busy. So, um, yeah. How have you guys shifted what you do or have you? 
I'm finding I'm cooking more. I mean, I'm cooking for work, but I'm still cooking more than I really ever have before, mainly because we used to eat out like at least two nights a week for sure. So we've done takeout a few times um, to try to support our local places that we go. But yeah, I'm mainly just cooking more. Yes, I saw, I watched a video of you yesterday making sloppy joes. That was me. Was great. <laughs> yeah. I really liked that because I thought it was a good representation of a comfort food, which is important now. It's important to eat for comfort, but it's also important to balance that with, you know, making sure you eat foods that feel good too. There's right. nothing wrong with eating for comfort and a sloppy joe sounds delicious. Yeah. It looks great. It's also nice well, that it's, you. that it's easy. And it's, you know, not intimidating or too much going on. You know, it's just a nice reminder that, you know what, you can cook good food, good comfort food in a short amount of time. And, you know, you don't have to labor too hard in the kitchen for food. So. Right. So yeah. Good job, Leslie. Yeah, it was wonderful. It's kind of, there's this interesting spectrum that I think that I'm seeing right now where there's people who are working from home, taking care of their kids, trying to serve as teachers, and then also having to cook meals. And maybe they didn't cook before. So we have that end of the spectrum. And then we have people who are like, oh, now I'm making sourdough bread and I'm making homemade pasta. And I think both of those are cool, but I just, I'm feeling the pressure to make sourdough bread and I don't really want to make sourdough bread. Right no, now. no sourdough bread. <laughs> Let's leave that up to the chef Frecas of the world. Although that's really interesting. There are a lot of people that I'm seeing like who are her searching for a mother. I need a mother. Does anybody have a mother? Okay, great. Um, I just can't imagine the commitment. Why would you want a commitment right now? It's so very day to day. <laughs> yeah. And I also think it varies based on um, whether you're at home or not. So, I mean, a lot of people, like people who work at Harmons, are working long, hard hours and they're stressed. And I have a feeling a lot of them don't feel like baking sourdough bread when they get home. Um, but then there's people who are stuck at home all day or maybe they're furloughed or maybe they live at home and they're looking for that kind of project. So I can see both ends of it. I think I fall somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, from a dietitian standpoint, Sarah, what are some foods that uh, can boost moods? Yeah, so that's kind of like what I, I mentioned earlier. When I first started this social distancing and I was eating a lot of brownies, I was not following my own advice. <laughs> um, but a balanced diet with those fresh fruits and veggies, um, canned or frozen is fine too, but whole grains, um, getting some good lean protein in there. So that could be things like beans or, you know, any kind of meat. Tuna is a really inexpensive, easy option. So are eggs. Um, just trying to find some balance in your diet um, is always going to boost your mood. Um, and a lot of people have talked about immune boosting foods right now. Um, there are no foods that can prevent you from getting COVID-19, but, but it's never a bad idea to eat immune boosting foods. So I'm trying to think about immune boosting, mood boosting, just trying to make myself feel good. There's a lot of things that aren't in our control right now, but for most of us, diet is in our control to some degree. 
I mean, is that really a thing that people feel that foods can prevent you from getting this? Yeah. So in the first few weeks of all of this, our stores were sold out of things like turmeric root and ginger and garlic. Um, and, you know, those kind of things are high in antioxidants. Um, garlic does have some antimicrobial properties, but there's no evidence to support that they'll um, protect you from the outbreak. So um, I think just trying to find balance in your diet, variety in fruits and vegetables um, is going to be better than eating a whole bunch of roots. <laughs> Another thing that influences your or just affects your immunity is getting enough sleep. Um, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are experiencing just total disruption of the regular sleep schedule. Yeah, earthquakes don't help. Let me just yeah one record. Yeah, our our recent earthquake really sh shook people up. That was not, <laughs> not meant to be a joke. But I'm bummed. But it definitely affected people's sleeping. It it's really an anxiety producing thing too. So. Um, and stress management is a huge component of immunity. So yeah, we, we really, that was not what we needed. <laughs> yeah. I was just noticing, cause I was saying like, I seemed to wake up literally three times a night, like a week after the earthquake. And then what are we like three weeks after the earthquake, four weeks after. And I feel like I'm kind of back to my normal sleep pattern whereas my husband's like i don't know about you but i'm still waking up in the middle of the night so yeah yeah sleep and stress are all things that we're probably having a hard time with right now and those affect our immunity so um you know finding ways to get to sleep i, I like to sometimes i like to journal or i do guided meditations or um, even the exercise part um, I found, find that really important for my sleep. So exercise just kind of helps me stay sane and sleep well. It's more about just feeling happy and sleeping than, you know, weight management or anything like that for right. me. Um, I have to do a plug for my exercise savior. Um, I have wanted to get a Peloton spin bike for a very, very long time. I had a, a number of girlfriends who had gotten it and they'd kind of gotten a group together and they were virtually spinning um, on a regular basis. And so I kind of put it on my Christmas list and I knew it was a huge ask, right? So um, I actually got it after Christmas, um, but I got it nonetheless. And I have been doing really, I mean, it is my saving grace. But the reason why I like it so much is in addition to the thousands of classes that they have for spinners, they have a 60 day free trial that you can go to onepeloton.com and you can do meditation classes, you can do stretch classes, you can do yoga classes, you can do, I mean, it is insane how they, and it's free. So that's something that you could either hook up to your smart, uh, your smart TV or your phone. There's a lot of places out there. I'm sure Nordic track is doing the same thing in these times. Um, yeah. I have a friend who has a mirror and that also is a free thing for a period of time. I think Peloton, actually, if you're in, in financial hardship, they're saying you can apply for up to two months of waived membership fees. So they're really trying to keep people because they realize that mental health is so important and physical health, too. But anyway, right. yeah, yeah, I have some friends who are missing 
the ability to lift weights at the gym, um, which, you know, there's plenty of body weight exercises you can do, but I suggested that he use gallon jugs of water that he panic bought or yeah. a sack of potatoes or a can of tomatoes. Um, I mean, it's better than nothing and right. kind of a, I don't know, creative that ways. sounds like a TikTok to me in the making right there. <laughs> TikToking with bottled water. <laughs> Go ahead, Chef Leslie. No. <laughs> I'm having a hard time because I have teenagers and it's really hard. Even though they have PE and they have requirements, it's like, I mean, my son, my 13-year-old is actually, he got on the Peloton for the first time the other day for 20 minutes and he was like, this is really hard. Next time I should wear shorts. I'm like, yeah, you probably should. Take off your sweatshirt. But, you know, like skateboarding or bicycling or anything like that with helmets, um, anything like that to get them out. But I think it's yeah. their routine because they're they're lacking the routine part. And I think they kind of need that that parent to kind of coax them as well. You know, I'm kind of letting them do their own thing. And instead, I should be like the encourager. Like, you know, it's two o'clock and you haven't done your stuff yet. You should probably maybe do that for a minute. Yeah. One other thing I've been doing just to get outside is I'm fortunate enough to have a few raised garden beds. And that's just kind of a fun thing. Um, especially this time of year because things are sprouting and blooming and um, it's just a nice way to be outside without necessarily doing you know cardio all the time so right weeding excellent that's a great idea I need to yeah. weed <laughs> exactly your gardening is my weeding apparently <laughs> well I've been doing a fair amount of weeding too Every time I pick um, a dandelion, I'm feeling guilty, Brandon, after our bee podcast episode. Like, oh, there goes another <laughs> another bee potential. Shoot. Well, at least you're not using Roundup. No, no, no. There no. you go. So baby, <laughs> ste water. baby steps, Leslie. Um, okay. So, Sarah, my next question will probably uh, might be the exact same of everything that you've just said. And I'm sure there's going to be overlap. But in case there's extra things. I'm going to ask this anyway. So we're talking a lot about us doing shelters in place, work from home, that sort of stuff. But we are in the business where we are essential. A lot of uh, grocery workers, stockers, front end clerks, pharmacists, this, that, and the other out in our stores. That's very taxing for them. And they're dealing with that stress. What are things that, you know, after you've finished a shift, I mean, what are some things that they can do to sort of unwind or de-stress themselves so they're not making themselves go crazy or making themselves sick? Is I'm sure, like right. I said, they're sure there's going to be some overlap with a lot of. The, is there anything, any extra steps that they can be taking? Yeah. So I know we sort of talked about this, but um, in a time of crisis like this, when you're so stressed and you're having these really hard days of work. I think the last thing a lot of people want to do when they get home is cook. Um, but to have a balanced meal, even if it doesn't involve cooking is it's never been more important. Um, so I've been trying to encourage people to sort of lean on quick comforting meals. Um, and I was thinking today about a few of those things that I like to make that just come together quickly and could feed a large group of people if you're trying to feed a family or would also 
um, hold well if you're living alone and um, maybe won't eat it all that day. So, um, and Chef Leslie, you probably have some ideas too, but um, like a frittata would be a good way to get some of that lean protein from eggs and get some good veggies. Um, I like to take leftover rice and do kind of a veggie drawer clean out, do some fried rice with that. Um, and that's usually something people enjoy. Um, we stir fry for sure. Yeah, stir fries are a great one. Um, we love to do pizza at our house. We often buy pizza dough from either Harmon's or our favorite pizza place locally, and we'll just do it like in a cast iron skillet. Um, what else? I have made like a very um, low scale Taco Tuesday for any day of the week. I buy those fresh La Flor tortillas, which I absolutely love. And then I just literally have a can of refried beans. I have some shredded cheese already, maybe a little sour cream. I'll um, cook up some ground turkey. Um, and so they can either make an impromptu quesadilla or something like that. But I find that that's really quick and easy to get on the table fast. Ooh, I love that. We also um, do like a whole chicken a lot of the time. And the other thing that we've been doing a lot is breakfast for dinner. Um, it's kind of funny, the foods that we were like, these are exclusively for breakfast. These are for dinner. And I do not obey the rules with, as far as those foods go. Um, that comes together so quickly. The dietitians also have some good blogs right now. They have one about getting creative with salads, using things that are in your pantry, they also have a blog about using exotic flavors to kind of spice up your traditional meals. So like a harissa or some miso or something that's a little different than you would normally use to make those beans or whatever a little bit more interesting. When you say it's on the blog, where is that located on harmonsgrocery.com? Is it under the what's new tab? It's under the health and wellness tab. Health and wellness tab. Okay. All right. Great. Um, I also find myself... Um, the delicatessen, even though, you know, they're not serving from the deli case, they do a ton of stuff that you can grab and go and they will have shredded up a rotisserie chicken for me. So like the other night I made, um, like chicken pot pie filling basically and had some leftover rice. So I just threw in a carrot and a celery and an onion and then put in that shredded chicken, put some flour on it, milk, and then made a nice sauce and threw it over rice. It was 20 minutes was exquisite. Yeah. I know a lot of people are having a hard time with fresh produce right now. They're buying food. They're, people are trying to buy for two weeks at a time, which is fantastic, but they're struggling with making that fresh produce last. Um, so I wondered if you wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, how do you typically handle that? That's a great question. Cause I think that you're, you know, when I look at the produce, like for example, I just bought two huge bunches of kale and I know that kale will last a good two weeks in my fridge, if not more. Uh, same thing goes with cabbage. Um, so, I mean, I think there has to be a little bit of forethought that goes into just like, I'm just gonna buy vegetables, you know? And then they kind of just end up sitting there. Uh, like green beans, bell peppers, those things are going to stay 
for quite some time in your produce bin, right? Like I've never purchased a bag of potatoes before and I've now purchased two bags of potatoes that I put in a cool, dark place. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing with onions. I'm buying like five onions at a time and storing them, you know, just out of the fridge. I think that don't, don't our dietitians also have something about like how to store produce? Yeah, yeah. There is a blog on produce storage and I think we talk about a lot of things like you do. Um, it just requires some planning. Um, and then thinking about, okay, I bought a butternut squash, for example. I should have that later and then have the fresh spinach or whatever now because that's more likely to go bad faster. Right. Um, it'll just take some getting used to for people who aren't accustomed to it, I think. Um, right. And you can freeze a lot of things. Um, if you feel like, oh, gosh, I don't know that I'll get around to this before it goes bad. Like bananas look horrendous frozen, but you know what? They taste the same in a smoothie. They do. <laughs> or yeah. banana bread. And the same thing with um, even like berries. Those go bad quickly. When I freeze them, I typically freeze them on a baking sheet flat first so that they don't clump together. Um, and I've even done the same thing with spinach before. Um, I wouldn't use that spinach in a salad, but I might use it in a soup later on. Right. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of my Facebook lives and things like that have kind of dealt with more pantry items, beans and, um, tomatoes, canned tomatoes, things like that. But, um, it's true that I think there's just something about buying something really, really green or really, really red, or, you know, it just feels like I'm doing the right thing by buying all these different colors for my family, even mm -hmm. though that's kind of weird to think like by color, but <laughs> I know. like it. <laughs> Colors equals healthy. <laughs> it does. We always recommend eating a rainbow of fruits and vegetables to get oh, those different exactly. antioxidants. So you're on the right track. Okay, great. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. I'm, what are some other ideas? What if I like, what if I just throw out like, okay, you, you, how do you use your tuna? How do you use your canned tuna? I had canned tuna yesterday for lunch. So I just mix it with a little bit of flavoring. I think yesterday I did a little bit of mayonnaise and some sriracha. Um, oh, wow. And then okay. I put it on top of a salad and I had it with some triscuits and it was a really satisfying lunch. Can really of garbanzo simple. beans. Okay. Can of garbanzo beans. I love to do a, one of my favorite pantry meals is garbanzo beans with onions and garlic, which I almost always have in my pantry. And then a can of whole tomatoes and just make like a saucy tomatoey chickpea situation. And then I cook up some pasta and serve it over pasta. And that's a complete meal. You have your protein, veg, and your, your grain as well. Wow, that was really good and fast. Okay, quinoa. Quinoa. Sorry, um, Brandon. <laughs> quinoa is such a good grain because it's a complete protein and you can use it in a million different ways. I, well, normally pre-COVID, I didn't like to make quinoa on a weeknight because I'm like, I don't have time. Um, but even still, I probably wouldn't make it every night. I would make a big batch at once. And then I like to freeze greens like that in flat in Ziploc bags because they're just ready to roll whenever you want them. Um, but I would love to do quinoa on my salad or 
Um, let's see if I'm, I'm thinking about if it's later in the week and I'm low on fresh veggies. Okay, let's say I have a butternut squash. Maybe I make a butternut squash soup and throw some quinoa in it to make it a little more filling. That would be super yummy with some curry, maybe. Okay, lots of people were buying pickled beets. <laughs> the first week I was like, whoa, all right, go ahead, pickled beets. Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, beets are going to be a high antioxidant vegetable, but um, I I don't know. I'm, I'm cool with people getting veggies from all different sources, so... Um, those would be a little bit higher sodium than a fresh beet, obviously, but, um, still a good source of fiber. Yeah. Okay. Lentils. I saw tons of people purchasing lentils. Yes. One of my pantry staples is a red lentil because they cook so fast, faster than a green lentil. Um, and I like to do those kind of with a curry flavor, sort of like I did with the butternut squash. So um, lentils and butternut squash or sweet potatoes or really any veggies I have. Um, make a good meal. As long as I have some sauce, a flavorful sauce, I, I can put that on almost anything and enjoy it. Okay. So notice we haven't really even spoken about meat, right? Like right. I'm finding, I, I really was a European shopper before every other day, at least, I'd be going to the grocery store. Now I'm going once a week. Let's not count the how-to videos and stuff. Um, so I'm freezing a lot of meat. So that means I've got to think ahead of time, at least 24 hours. What am I going, what are we going to eat tomorrow right. or the next day, right? So what type of proteins do you have in your fridge and freezer? We don't eat a ton of meat. Um, but when we do, I often get things like, I like a bone-in, skin-on chicken breast or chicken thigh. Um, I don't always eat the skin, but I think it gives such good flavor that I, I try to buy it that way. But um, you can do an easy like sheet pan meal with, you could even use your chickpeas. You could use some cherry tomatoes, some chicken thighs. Um, just put it all out on a sheet pan and bake it up with some seasoning on it. And that's an awesome meal too. Quick, yeah, quick and satisfying. Yeah. Brandon, what are you doing? What's your like, do you have like a meal? Like, it's funny because I used to be like literally Taco Tuesday kind of a thing. Not necessarily every Tuesday, but we would have, I'd have my, like my five go-to recipes that, that people, that my family would want. But now I'm really shaking things up a little because there's so much content out there that I'm getting all these great <laughs> ideas on other things to cook. What about you? Um, I mean, obviously we have our staples that we go to tacos, spaghetti, lasagna, you know, things like that, you know, simple, easy to do. Um, but what I will say, like the biggest thing that we've been, cause we do mix it up a lot. We'll, we'll sit down, like we are big meal planners and sometimes we're a little lax, but this has really been like, we're sitting down my wife and I and saying, okay what are we making this week that helps our shopping list and reducing the amount of times to the store. Um, but that's real. And, and so we're coming up with new things all the time. Um, you know, like stuffed peppers is something we haven't done in a long time. And I was like, you know, that sounds good. Let's throw that in there. So we're doing a lot of that type of stuff. So I wouldn't say that we have anything that we're continually doing right now, but, Definitely, I want to just put the emphasis on meal plan and, um, you know, 
trying to reduce the amount of times you're going to the store. So, you know, and that's important to make sure that you're getting everything that you need. Right. Right. Because now masks are required. It seems to change every single week, right? There's new rules each week, which I think is great. Yep. I think it's necessary. Um, I have a question. So um, as we are recording this, we are, last night was Passover. Easter is coming right up. Um, I feel like it's important to maintain some sort of, you know, semblance of a holiday celebration for my happiness and mental health. Um, so we're doing a nice meal for Easter, but are you guys doing something like that? How are you going to handle holidays? While you we're know, what's really funny is the other day I was shopping for how-to videos for the week and I looked back and the woman behind me had like Thanksgiving 2.0 in her cart. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's Easter and Harmon's is going to be closed. I need, I need a leg of lamb. So I immediately I went through the check stand and paid and then I left my cart for a sec and then I raced back and kind of got a makeshift. I got half of a leg of lamb and I got some cute little roasted potatoes that I'm going to do. And I'll, I know I'll use that kale that I had left over. Um, but I totally agree. I think that, and you know, we're not big celebrators, but at the same time, it's changing the norm. You know, I don't want it to seem like every other night that said, here's an interesting thing. I kind of went a little sassy one night and it, I don't even know. It was like a Wednesday night and I decided to turn on a little smooth jazz <laughs> and I kind of chant, you know, like threw on a candle on the table and my kids came upstairs and they were like, what is happening? <laughs> like, you know, we're just changing things up. And my daughter, she's 15. She was like, that was really sweet. That kind of was nice. That like broke us out of our doldrums. And I thought that was, you know, just kind of to do something a little bit different. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of nice to see there are some good things coming out of this, which is important for me to focus on. But things like mixing up your routine or slowing down, having more meals with family. I know that we've been doing a lot of video chat happy hours with friends and family, which has been so fun. And, you know, using video chat with people who we never did that with before. And I hope I hope some of these things stay um, after this is over. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brandon? Like, do you guys eat at the same time every day? Because I'm finding we eat at like 8.30 at night. It's crazy, which is not healthy, I know. Well, I would say COVID has actually made us start eating more regularly. Because um, uh-huh. before it was like, and that's the times that we don't meal plan we're sitting there at eight o'clock at night going, we don't have an idea for dinner and it's too late now to really cook. So we usually, that's when we're running and going to restaurants, which isn't often for us, but that being said, so now we're like, you know, a good, good hour that we're looking at it. Like, Oh, we got nothing else to do. Let's start dinner and we'll eat at a decent time. And yeah, so yeah, that's an interesting concept because I was fine. Like, I've always been a person who eats with their family. And so my family just always eats together. But I know there's a lot of people who have two or two jobs and, you know, they're coming and going and kids are grabbing their plate and going downstairs back to their room where they're like hibernating. You know, I think that 
it's more important than ever to have an emphasis on togetherness because these are the only people that you can hang around right now. So you, while you may be bored stiff from having to stay with them, you know, like we are social beings and we need that kind of um, connection. It's healthy too. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of a silver lining. I mean, as dietitians, we know that people who cook at home and eat as a family, I think the, I think they tend to eat over 20% more healthy food when you cook at home. And then that family connection is really important. So, you know, for families who are, um, you know, able to afford healthy food during this time and are able to um, spend that time together, that's, that's awesome. Right. You know, I heard something recently and I thought this was very important, even though it's a side note and you may or may not put this in the podcast, but um, they were simply asking people at the beginning of each month to not shop prior to the fourth or the fifth of the month. And I believe that is for mothers with young children. Is it the WIC program? Yeah. So um, people who participate in the WIC or the SNAP programs tend to get their vouchers toward the beginning of the month. So um, yeah, when, when people were, you know, sort of hoarding food, those vouchers only work for certain items in the store and they are expanding those items a little bit just because of our situation. But um, yeah, I think it's an important time. We have people who are worried about gaining the COVID-15, but at this point in time, it's really a privilege because that means you are able to afford food though. So you know, you survive a global pandemic, but you go up a pant size. I think it's important to consider that balance because there are a lot of people who have lost jobs or who go to the grocery store and can't get what their vouchers allow them to get because people bought 7,000 pounds of beans. So I think it's important, yeah, to keep that in mind when you're shopping. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then also, you know, I've often, well, forgive me, I had I went to the liquor store and I just like spread the word. I'm going to the liquor store. Does anybody need anything? Right. And it turns out that my friend didn't need anything, but her elderly neighbors did. And so, you know, total strangers picking up a little bit of, you know, libations for them. I think it's just, I think there's more and more groups out there right now that are helping They're shopping for folks who cannot shop. I know our e-shop is picking back up again. Uh, it's just really important at this time to, and I think that too, back to the very beginning of our conversation, it makes you feel, it gives you a sense of, I'm not fullness. That's not what I'm trying to say. What am I trying to say? Just like really helping. Yeah. 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 Very nice. Yeah. I don't think I'll come out of this having learned to bake sourdough bread or make croissants, but <laughs> I hope, you know, I come out of this and I have a better sense of community and um, I, I am forced to slow down a little bit, which is hard for me. So that's a good thing, too. I'm just trying to focus on the things I'm grateful for, because there's a lot of messiness right now, but there's some good stuff, too. Are there any like, I don't know, just like mindful things that you could do each day or something. I don't know if that's cheesy, yes. if it's. I no, I like that. Okay. Um, there are a few mindful things that I've kind of introduced into my daily routine. I never really journaled before, even though people talk about the importance of journaling and how beneficial it is. 
I recently started a journal. I also really like, there's an app called Headspace. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a meditation app. It will also send you reminders to meditate, which is a good thing too. Um, and then what else? I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm meditating and taking some time for myself when I'm out running or walking or on the trail or, um, that's kind of my meditation place. Yeah. My meditation, I guess, is when I'm actually on my bicycle on my spin bike because they are very they try to say like put everything aside whatever's happened today put it aside whatever's coming up put it aside and just we're sweating is what we're doing you know between the music and the positive motivation that they give it it, all of a sudden 45 minutes is gone and I'm like oh okay now I can think about dinner you know yeah Yeah, I think it's just important to do those little things. I don't expect that I'll make any. (laughs) I keep seeing these memes where people are like, oh, Shakespeare wrote King Lear. I saw that today. Whatever. And it's like, I'll just be happy to survive this. (laughs) So, (laughs) and, you know, just take care of my mental health and eat as well as I can and do the things I can do. But I'm probably not going to write anything important during this time. (laughs) I think it's going to be really interesting when when we we can get out and we can socialize there's going to be that brief moment of time where we're getting back to our old ways and i think that that's going to be really important just to kind of really appreciate that you know just like going to a movie or like we're literally at the dinner table reminiscing about remember when we could go to a movie remember when we could go to a restaurant like I just feel like I'm going to stand up and thank everybody for being there. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to remember to be grateful for all those things once we get back to them. Yeah. And here's hoping that it doesn't take too much longer. Yes. Definitely. What are we in July right now? (laughs) (laughs) Seems like it. Well, I think that's a good place to, to end this. Um, Sarah, this has been very, very informative, and thank you for taking time out of your daily life to to check in with us. Thank you. It's nice to see some familiar faces on my computer screen. <laughs> yes. It is nice. It's nice to see what everybody's house look like looks like. <laughs> room. And Leslie, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. As always, it was awesome. Yes. Uh, so just as a reminder, um, we've mentioned a lot on this. Um, you know, we've got dietitians blogs, and we do also have recipes. Uh, so if you need to meal plan, if you're com- needing to come up with some ideas, there's a lot of, of recipes on our site. There's a lot of how-to videos that you can check out on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. So please go and utilize that. It's We're doing a lot of a lot of recipe prep for this pandemic in that. So you'll see a lot of pantry related videos coming out soon. So yeah, just watch that space and uh, stay healthy. And I also just want to just really quickly just to thank all of our associates who are out on the front lines on this. Uh, uh, We, we thank you for everything that you are doing 
that goes also to our partners and all of our vendors. Uh, we thank you as well. Um, to the first responders in this state, um, we cannot do this without you guys, all nurses, firefighters, police officers. And then, of course, to all grocery workers across the state and this country. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we're realizing just how important we all are, you all are, and we cannot do this without you. So thank you very, very much. Couldn't have said it better myself, Brandon. Yeah. Well done. Well said. Thanks, you guys. Until next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please visit us at harmonsgrocery.com. 